Hello and welcome to the Neil and Amy podcast. This series of episodes is called Wayfinder. Why? Because this world, the people in it and the pressures of it can jack you up and they can cause you to lose your way. Next thing you know, you're overweight, unmotivated, frustrated with the relationships around you. Your life shattered in pieces and you're watching episodes of Dr. Phil and Jerry Springer just to feel normal again. This show is about helping people find joy in the middle of challenges because life is too short to live miserable. All right, so today is going to be super fun as far as I'm concerned because we've got sibling talks going on in this series, How to Build a House That Lasts. We are interviewing Amy's siblings, potentially some of our kids or nieces and nephews, and then at some point we will get her mom and dad on as well. Um, but today we have these incredibly special guests. Okay, so we have... Amy's siblings with us. And this is like, this is the, you know, the, the list. This is the lineup. These are the older ones. So the order is Amy, That's Ashley, me. Jake, Jesse, and Abby. Hello. And so we've got <laughs> Jake remotely calling in with us. We he's have on a four-by trip right now. Ooh, he's four-bying? Of course he is. I don't know how much longer I got you because I'm in God's country and the service is kind of weak. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what we're doing is we're just having this convo with with the older two, and then we're going to have one with the younger two, and I'm sure there will be some making fun of the younger two on this as well, and Jake. Jake's probably going to get made fun of. Totally. I'm certain of it. All right. <laughs> so how to build the house that lasts. Amy, you've got a couple prompts. Well, yeah. we. The idea about building in life, in construction and like the process of taking something from a dirt field and then constructing the foundation, the walls, the roof, and then making a home of the actual thing that you built. There's a lot that goes into that. And just to remind our listeners that we're using, what was the word you used, Neil? I don't know. Yeah. It was like an example of something. Oh, it's a metaphors. Of, yeah, metaphor. We're using metaphors to... <clears throat> kind of go off of basically life scenarios as well as like construction, which I love. She loves it. That's all she talks about on this dang show. It's super annoying. So we're going to start by talking about some fun memories that we have of building the foundation here at the Puma's Pride headquarters. Ooh, don't <laughs> tell anybody. All right. All right. Well, first of all, you're already boring me because for those of you that don't know, the right way to build a house that lasts the first thing you got to do you got to start with a strong cup of coffee all right i like to buy coffee from super beans all right you can call them 1-800 super beans great coffee distributor right here in the in the north america you know region uh ship right to your door free shipping discreet packaging if that's something you're worried about and you non-coffee drinkers and want your neighbors knowing you gotta have a really good strong cup of coffee that's when you get up the, the big paper the construction paper you know you plan all right you get your pencil, you know, got to get your pencil nice and sharp. You know, you got a dull pencil, you know, wide lines on, on, a, on a piece of paper. That means something bigger than smaller. So you got a real <laughs> fine lines when you draw on those, you know, you construct the drawings, stuff like that. Oh, no. Okay. And if you say something about needing pickles right now, I'm going to piss my pants. Because on our last podcast, I talked about how you like to drink coffee and eat pickles while the rest of us work. And how you had wonderful breath. <laughs> You know what? If that's the only bad thing you can say about me is that I enjoy a, a nice ripe pickle with a good strong cup of coffee, you know, 
Maybe you should be pointing the thumb, not the finger. Oh! <laughs> very well, very well. I didn't say it was a bad thing. I just said it's a memory. <laughs> so, Jake, what do you remember about building the foundation? Like the actual, think about like things that mom and dad made us do that like usual grown men did in building construction. Can you think of? Well, so, so, uh, the, the, the one memory that sticks out in my head about building the foundation was, and if, if people are listening and they don't know build process and how that all works, it's, it, without actually seeing it, you can't put a, a face to a name more or less to say, I don't even know how you say that, but, uh, there is an excitement, um, that, that comes into everybody when the construction equipment starts to show up to the job site, right? And for me, mm-hmm. it was a concrete truck show. You know, we've, we've been digging, we've been digging footings and stuff like that. And I wasn't, I mean, keep in mind at this point, I'm maybe five years old. So this big concrete truck shows up and we're going to pour some footings and out gets the biggest boy out of this concrete okay, truck. Pause, and he has pause, pants on. pause. For the listeners, what? this is what Jake looked like right about now. If you were to show up on the scene, he had his Sorel snow boots that he never took off. They had like the fur on the top and the, the tan leather and the black rubber. Even in the summertime. Even in the summertime. Never took them off. He also really loved ninja pants where they're like tapered super tight at the leg and then they kind of parachuted out at the top. And he always had like a little piece of fabric around his head, kind of like Karate Kid. There will be a picture in this blog post yeah. of this action. And um, and he was in charge. Continue, Jake. All right. So, so I'll... I'll pause you there because that brings me to, to number two of building a, a house that lacks sensible clothing. Okay. You don't show up to a job site, you know, wearing a dress. You got to have your boots on. You got to have your ninja pants. And if you've got a lot of sweat going on, you got to have a headband. Okay. So you got to be prepped and ready when you're going to build this house. So that was, that's step two. So if you're taking notes, go ahead and write those down. But up pulls the concrete truck and the biggest oh, concrete pumper you've ever seen hops out of the truck. And uh, I think he had on child's pants. I'm pretty sure that they were not his pants. He must have he must have borrowed them. Maybe he had an accident on the way up the hill. I don't know where he got these pants from, but they did not fit. Okay. And uh, when I say that his entire uh, rear end was hanging out of his pants, that's not an overstatement. His entire butt crack was hanging out. So it I'm was like before skinny jeans were skinny jeans. He had them. Yes, absolutely. This guy hops out. He's gonna he's gonna help us pour our footings and and uh, and uh, right right away. Flag number one. Okay, not sensible clothing. You gotta have clothes that fit. I was a little concerned. Um, I I I thought I should point out to everybody that everybody he had a wardrobe malfunction. Um, and I even found a high vantage point that people could come look and get a better look at his wardrobe malfunction. Yep. But that that was that. If you want to talk do you, about, do you remember this guy's name by head. chance? Do you remember the concrete? Stan, his name was Stan. Stan the butt crack man. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember hearing your voice. I was on the other side of the the block wall, so I couldn't see it. But I quickly ran out the window that had the two by twelve with a platform. I hear, heard you say, "Dad, Dad," and we all thought something was wrong. And then you said. Come over here. You can see it real good from over here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
forever imprinted in all of our memories. Stay on the butt crack, Dan. Uh, that's awesome. How about you, Ash? Foundational memories. Um, I think one of one of the fun ones was before we even started pouring was because I mean, if Jake was five, then I was eight. Um, like playing hide and go seek in like where we were going to pour the foundation because I was too short to even see over that. That was fun. Mm -hmm. Um, What she's talking about is that like they were at least how no short than three feet deep trenches. The the footings themselves. Yeah. Like so what she's talking about running through is almost like a what you would picture like yeah a maze. Yeah. Um, What's another one? Well, we did a lot of playing in the uh, septic tank. Oh, that was fun. Hours of fun. Yeah. <laughs> that was our bunker. Nice. <laughs> do you remember that, Jake? I do remember that. I do remember that. That was pretty cool. It was a sad day when we had to put the lid on that sucker. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if I remember right, I think we flushed stuff down the toilet and then watched it come out there. I do. I do remember, you know... That's step three. You know, when you're building a house, you got to make sure the plumbing is squared away. So when you got the septic tank in there, you got to test it out. You know, test the waters a little bit. You don't want to put the lid on and cover everything up if you got, you know, leaks in the pipes and stuff like that. So we went ahead and sent it through the ringer. Yeah. Do you guys remember thinking like, man, this is like so annoying that we're having to work on this house all the time? Or was it was it kind of exciting? Or what, what was your thoughts when you were young having to do that stuff? Ashley, you want to start? Uh, sure. Um, for me, I didn't know any different, so that's just what we did. It was we wake up, and then Dad say, "All right, this is what we're doing today." And everybody got ready, and we were just shh, we're here, and yeah, I didn't know any different, so I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Right. How about there you, was uh, our our childhood was um, less than structured, <laughs> and uh, so, less than so, structured. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a safe way to put it. Um, you know, when you're five years old and you that's that's kind of probably when you start like if you think back like on like your oldest memories that your oldest you can probably remember it's probably somewhere around five. Right. Um, unless you've been eating your super beans like me, I can remember all the way back to three years old. Three. It was three for Jake. Yeah. Whatever. A lot of things happened to me when I was three years old. Um, but if you just grow up in a full-blown construction site um and that's you know this you're you're told this is our house you know um our our house didn't have walls or a roof um for a a long period of time so but but that was our house and so you know when you're five years old and you're like hey this is our house i'm like oh our house is pretty cool you know you can you don't even have to open up the door you can walk right through the uh right off the you know Right off into the right woods right here. The you have to, nope. And, you know, good hardware on your doors. People don't actually talk about that enough. If you're, if you're building a house and you're going to, you're going to put some doors on it. Yeah. Real good hardware. Something comfortable in the hand. fits fits nice. It's super important. You know, those are little key details people leave out. We'd call that step five. But uh, <laughs> at this point in our life, we didn't have doors. Nope. And, no doors. Uh, or windows. So, or windows. Um, so what you're saying? I got, you a window, a, I got a window story coming up, but I don't want to tell it too soon because um, I don't want to spoil it. But uh, when we get a little farther in the build, we'll talk about windows. 
That's bit. Awesome. But for me, growing up in that uh, in that environment, um, it was like if you took someone who was 30 years old and then you told him to, to live in a construction site, he'd be like, why am I living here? I mean, he had a lot of questions. Right. When you're five years old, you don't have those questions. You just are like, hey, this is, where, this is what we're doing. Yeah. We work on we work on a house every day. And not that I did any of the work. I just played all day. Which <laughs> um, is also cool, too. It's also cool. If, uh, if, if, if your whole family is, you know, in, involved in a project and then their eyes are not on me, and then I was free to do whatever I wanted to. So <laughs> I had it pretty easy. That's awesome. You did have it pretty easy. How about the crew, like the random people that helped along the way? Some of the like, I don't know, it could be silly stuff, you know, people did or, you know, just the random coming and going. I was talking last week, Jake, about all the people who would stop by and give their opinion. And you just want to like tell them to go home and sit in their comfy recliner and fart and drink their Keystone lights and shut up and leave us alone. (laughs) I remember, I remember, uh, and, uh, so the the whole house project was built in steps um by design because you you'd you'd finish a project when you had the money to finish it right so once you got that one then you started saving for the money for the next project and uh we had had the the downstairs um we call it the basement it's not a basement there it's somewhat of a subterranean level on the back side because of the slope um you know half of the, half of the the first story is underground um, and then there's a shop addition that got built onto that first story. And, uh, but that came years later. And so when we actually started to build the shop, um, you know, uh, part of that house, we had to do a lot of excavating. And so, um, we had, uh, tractors coming up and moving dirt and just digging pretty much a ginormous hole that then we lined in a uh, cinder block, um, and then poured a concrete floor and everybody would stop by and ask us what we were building. And my dad would always say a swimming pool. <laughs> but keep in mind, this is like a, this is like a, a 120 by 30 shop, you know, that, 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 uh, that's 15 feet below ground level. Yeah. Um, so yes, it is a big hole in the ground, but this is a ginormous hole. This would be like an Olympic size swimming pool. Um, For diving. Just to give you a, a, yeah, a, a size reference. And he would tell people, we're building a swimming pool and the, the looks that he'd get. But it's because what Amy's talking about, everybody has an opinion on what you're doing. Why are you doing it that way? What, you know, that's not the way you do it. Or, you know, we, I would do it different. Well, that's great. Go do it different somewhere else. Right. <laughs> exactly. Ash, uh, what do you, <clears throat> what do you remember about, uh, the try- crew or stoppers? By yeah. Life? Like in life, it's like you're on a mission. You're like trying to get to your destination. There's always like, some people might refer to it as like feedback or static or just like craziness that's happening. That's trying. It's not intentionally trying to keep you from your destination, but essentially the distraction of it is. And in the building process, that's like something you have to become very comfortable with because it's, it happens in not just every aspect of building the drywall, the walls, the electricity, the electrical, there's all that stuff that's happening. And there's always like, Oh, sh- didn't think about that. Or Oh crap, ran out of that. We need more of that. But in life, if you were to like apply it the same, what are some things that happened in your child, like our childhood of watching that at a young age of like Jake said, people stopping by and he picked up, Oh, we're telling him we're building a swimming pool. Cause we don't really want to have to listen to them. Tell us how we should build our house in life now that, maybe some things that 
are still that, that that you learned then that are you still apply now today? Um. Well, let's see if this makes sense. So we had a lot of random stuffer buy buyers or people who were said they, they they could come up and give of a give of their day, but they were going to have to bring their kids with them <laughs> and their dog and maybe their grandpa <laughs> and their dirty laundry. Yes. So our it like changed the uh, responsibilities of each of us of that day. Like yes. maybe you and I would have been out there helping haul the block or caulking the siding or whatever step we were at. But now we're making meals and tending to two and four year olds. Mm -hmm. And, and that was normal. Like it, mom and dad never, um, made those people feel like, Oh, nope, never mind. Don't need your help. It was just like, okay, mm -hmm. well, we're, they're going to help us. So we're gonna, adapt. we all took different adapt, roles, adapt to it. And, girls are inside today you know doing house yep. stuff and i think that happens a lot in correlation to um things that happen in my life now or with raising kids or having family or helping people it's just like it's it's um lots of unplanned things happen or mm -hmm. what's the word i'm trying to think you have to be easy easily adaptable yes. to the day or the challenge or, or it wrecks your your yeah. whole thing and you wouldn't have ever known with mom and dad they were pretty you know adaptable yeah this is just okay we'll just adapt mm -hmm. to get this done we have to deal with this this and this and that's okay mm -hmm. that's a really good point to that put is. it like that i hadn't thought about it like that until you said it yeah it's super good <clears throat> um i want to know what jake and ashley's favorite job that usually a grown man should do but in this case, Jake, you were under 10 and Ashley's probably anywhere from 9 to 12-ish, give or take. What? Think about the, the many jobs that we had that usually grown men did. What was your favorite? Who first? You go, Ash. Well, I have two. In my younger years, it was when I got promoted from hauling the blocks to making the cement Ooh. in the cement mixer. I remember that. Remember that was my job? Yep. I just, just keep it coming. Don't let it run out, Ash. Here's the whatever recipe. That's not what you call it. Yeah. And That's what I called it, it like last podcast. A bag of lime, two bags of sand, and a bag of cement, I think. I don't, that's probably not the right ratio, but <laughs> I couldn't, do not let it run out. This thing can't spin if there's nothing in it. And so that was a, I really had to focus on that. And, um, but my second one that was my most favorite was operating the crane because my job was to operate the crane when we had the big beams delivered. How big were those beams? Long. Jake? I think I've heard 40 feet, but I could be wrong. Jake, yeah. did we lose you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm right in the middle of a, a shop deal here. I had to put you on mute for a second. I was listening. No worries. I just thought maybe you cut out. Um, nope. How, lo how long do you think those beams were that we had to set? The the beams? Yeah. I think they were more along the lines of uh, 48 feet, something like that. 40, yeah. Yeah, 44 right. feet. They were large. Very large. So my favorite part, I think, was at the time I was, oh, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. But I 
couldn't see what I was doing. And so I had to just rely on dad's words in my ears with my headphones on. And it was like a very exacting job. Mm -hmm. And I just had to like follow his directions like exactly. And as long as I would do that, the beam would go right where it needed to go. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know why I'm crying, but... Um, well, because yeah. the podcast is officially over. That was the moment we were waiting for. All right, you okay. all have a great day. Just kidding. <laughs> so I just had to trust his guidance because I could not see. This was... The crane was all the way extended and putting a beam inside the inside of the home, which I'm on the outside wall. And so I just... And he was always... He would always tell me, just listen to what I say, Ash, and just do exactly what I say, and it's going to work out fine. And it did every it time. Did. Ashley was the best crane operator. Yeah. People would show up and they'd be like, oh, I ran a crane. I can do it. And my dad would be like, nope, Ash, it's Ash's job. She's got it covered. Thanks so much. Yeah. You know, what hits me is, and I, obviously I, I hope everybody that listens to what we're talking about can correlate what Ashley was just saying with an idea of something way bigger. But Tag is so amazing at taking everyday tasks of life and bringing little illustrations and lessons out of them that taught his kids and anybody else who was around mm -hmm. something that was so much deeper on such a crazy deep level, mm -hmm. you know, so just listen to my voice and, you know, focus right here. Obviously that should be our aspiration and following God each and every day. But um, man, that was just like a constant thing that mm -hmm. I noticed coming mm -hmm. into the family, you know, a long time after this timeline. So mm -hmm. yeah, good stuff How about you, Rake. What do you got, man? Uh, you know, um, my dad has a wonderful ability to um, coach people through things that they would not normally be able to do by themselves with a level of confidence um, when he speaks, when he tells you, you can do this, just do this, and you will get through it. And you do what he says, and it works out. And it's been like that um, for as long as I can remember. Um, mm -hmm. which is, you know, that, that might be, uh, that might be a topic for another, uh, yep. another day. Um, but you could jot that down to probably somewhere in the, you know, the, uh, tip 69 for <laughs> building, building a, a, a good house would be good leadership. You know, you have to have that, a person in a foreman, uh, mm -hmm. role, yep. uh, to dictate to the other workers what needs to happen. My dad is a very forward thinker he can he can look at 10 projects ahead of something before it's even in stage one and he already knows what he's going to do when he gets to that point um mm -hmm. and uh that's an ability that i do not have i wish i did um but uh being able to listen to that leadership um that he that he you know does so well and just go i don't i'm trying to picture what you're seeing in your head and i don't see it Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and trust you on this one. And because I know that you have already figured it out and I'll just do what you're saying. And, and that's how it works. The teamwork makes the dream work. And, um, yep, that's how, that's how you build a house. Sweet. Perfect. So to wrap it up though, I, I do want to hear what your favorite job in a grown man's shoes, but only in a, you know, seven year old body was. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Well, 
like I said, I did most of the playing while everybody <laughs> did most of the working. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of jobs other than climbing on everything that was being built while they were building it. Um, or telling Amy and I how we should be doing yeah. the job we were doing. I was going to say, <laughs> you were really good at telling us what we should be doing. Yeah, I thought- you know what? Sometimes it takes a keen eye. It takes a keen <laughs> eye to really you know, see something for what it is. And, you know, and if it's not being done the right way, you, hey, you got to have the cojones to speak up and say, hey, listen up, lady. I know you're trying to be helpful here. here no, you're trying to be helpful here, but we're trying to build a house. Okay. That's <laughs> not something that you guys are used to doing. So, you know, you got to speak up. I've never met a kid who had as many smoke breaks as Papa Cliff did without smoking. Ooh. I think every time Papa Cliff had a smoke break, you were right there next to him. <laughs> yeah. Well, secondhand smoke. Secondhand you know. smoke. Oh. Yeah. Hey, you, so, hey, you, what's your window story? I, I definitely want to hear another story. Or, or five. <laughs> okay. Window story. Hang on. I got a little girl running at me. What do you need, sweetie? You forgot? Okay. Remember and come back. All right. So, uh, windows. We didn't have windows in the first story of the house for probably seven to ten years something like that. We were actively living in a house that didn't have windows. Um, we had, we had, mom's going to be so proud of this podcast. She's going to, yeah, we had Visqueen plastic, um, that was stapled into the window opening, you know, to keep Which some kept of the weather us out. Surprisingly warm. Right. You tri- uh, trip. Okay. So a good Visqueen plastic people, you know, they, they really don't realize how good a Visqueen plastic is. So many uses. Very many, very dynamic uh, uh, property right there. You can use it for so many things: flip and slides. Oh yeah, uh, done that. Buzz. Yep, just uh, the list goes on and on. But we used it for a window covering for about ten years, and about every year, you know, we'd pull that old plastic down and we'd put new plastic up because it's, you know, it's not, it's, yeah, it's it a miracle. Uh, yeah, it's a miracle material, but it doesn't last forever. Let's not kid ourselves here. So. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, we're safe. My dad is pulling down the plastic and saving it up, and I'm wanting to help him. Well, uh, it was time for me to do school, right, which uh, I did not enjoy and still don't to this day doing school. <laughs> and uh, my mom said, hey, you got to come over here and do your schoolwork. And I said, I'm helping dad put some Visqueen plastic up on these windows. You know, I'm, help- I'm helping him fix it. She goes, you can do schoolwork. Dad can handle the windows. And I said, if if I don't help him with these windows, mom, how am I supposed to know how to put plastic up in the windows when I get married? (laughs) (laughs) And so mom's response was, you had better not be putting plastic on your windows when you're married. I'm just telling you that right now. And then what you didn't see, but Ashley and I probably did was you went back over to do your ABCs and she's having this major conflict conflict conversation with dad about what are we teaching our kids <laughs> they're going to think this is okay that this is the standard this is not okay tag do you remember that Ash? yes it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny hey so kind of a big question and don't over overthink it not that i think you will jake but um what when it comes to teaching if you were to take away like a life lesson from your childhood, what mom and dad taught you, you know, this whole, this whole upbringing process, what would be, what would you boil it down to? What could you hold on to that, that you really hope to pass on to your kids? Um, or just something that you, you know, just like the, the big thing, like, like what do you hold on to? 
Well, without overthinking it, um, the experiences far outweigh the material uh, value of whatever it is. Um, we're all talking about a house that none of us live in anymore. Yep. I mean, besides you guys. Um, but those experiences live on. And you need to, in my opinion, this is just the opinion of me, uh, you, you need to focus more on the, the uh, relationships made and um, how you treat people. Um, there's a lot of stress that goes on when you are in those environments and stuff like that. And uh, the way that you react to stuff like that, people remember how you react. Um, so you need to not get so worked up over the meaningless things um, and spend more time in, in, in the people department. That's, my, that's something that I would take away. Solid. Yes, Miss Ashley. Turn? Sound good? Yeah, it's good. Um, two things stand out for me. First one being dad and mom taught me and us at a very, very, very young age um, that we could do anything that we put our mind to. I mean, they, they showed us that firsthand and they walked us through that as young kids. And I think me um, having a family of my own right now, I, I see the value in, as a parent, teaching them that as a kid. And two, it would be um, that in a family we have all different ages and everybody matters. Like you're part of the team and, um, like, like, because even at a young age, you know, at, at the lumber yard or wherever we were, like we had jobs and dad, you know, value mom and dad, you know, valued us or, you know, made us feel valued at that mm -hmm. age. We didn't wait in the car Why dad got the lumber. No, like you got to help me find the best boards here. Like mm -hmm. this is what we do as a family. And so I think that, um, has really stuck with me all of my life. And, um, you know, everybody's a part of the team and that, that, that you matter. And so I'm as now raising my own kids and, um, you know, just different relationships and people. And I mean, those are two big things that I think that I have and try to, mm -hmm. to, uh, live by today. Absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you guys taking time out to let us talk to you about this stuff. Yeah. Fun. Jake, I know you're for buying and you probably have your shirt off. I don't know. Are you in your short shorts or is it cold where you are? You know, uh, I'm in a very sensible outfit, like, uh, Tip number two, you know, sensible clothing for your environment. Um, jeans, you know, t-shirt. Oh, I'm surprised. Boots. Sensible. Well, don't give it long. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of uh, well, uh, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to be a better person every day, and you know, there's there's a lot of impressionable uh, ladies around here, and I don't want to give you know, you know, I. I Right, I don't want to cause him to sin looking at me, you know, and yeah. like, a nice good pair of cut off. And, oh my god! So I'm, I'm I'm dialing it back. Jake, with with your looks, dude, you could oh. you could not only make a sister stumble, but you got potential to make, yeah, a, make brother a brother stumble, stumble too. too. Man, I gotta tell you. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, uh, you guys are awesome. We will have to do this again. We love you very much. I got to tell you from the vantage point of just being 
um, somebody who married into your family. I've said it over and over and over again. I, I genuinely don't know a better family. I don't think I could have married into a better family. And and I mean that um, with all, all of my heart. So love you both very, very much. Thank you for taking time with us. Yes. Yeah, love you guys we love too. you too. All right. Well, like Nanny says, bye-bye for now. Bye. Bye-bye for now. <laughs> love you. you keep it classy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening today. We want to remind you to help us get the word out and like, subscribe, share, or comment. you can comment or send us an email maybe about how our podcast is helping you or maybe helping someone you know. We live off of the feedback that we get from our listeners and love to hear the ways that our silly ass stories might make an impact in your life. Anyways, please remember to like or share or comment. Thanks so much. Bye-bye for now. Adios. Life's too short to live miserable. Find your call. Bye.